Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is the time of year that us as wrestling fans absolutely adore and wait for. It is WrestleMania season here. Jesus Christ. We are, as of this recording, about five days away from the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania. And boy, oh boy, do we have a card that is interesting, yet at the same time, not that great. So here we are on episode 41 of Dummies of Wrestling. Thank you for joining me on this episode. We are going to be talking, well, I mean, I am going to be talking, because no one wants to join me here. It's just me alone. Always, no one ever picks up their phone and joins me, but hey, I'm here, and that's what matters. I'm here to talk about my predictions for WrestleMania. We have got the ins and outs of everything. I've got rumors and different other things. I'm going to make this a bit of a elaborated show, not one of these one of these quick shows. I've got some time on my hands right now that I can extend this show and make it interesting. You know, with that being said, I am feeling a little under the weather at the moment. So if my voice uh, sounds a bit gloggy and and gross, that's the reason. Or if uh, my voice has been doing what it's been doing for a while now, over the past couple of days, where I sound like a pubescent teenager who's uh, just discovering puberty for the first time. If my voice breaks, I apologize. I spent the, the entire weekend... Uh, singing and metal screaming, so my voice isn't a hundred percent. But um, I'm getting I'm getting on the mend. I am getting better, and hopefully, hopefully this shit's <laughs> done with soon. Um, also, it's thundering outside, so all these different elements is coming through, making this show fucking shit to listen to. But I, I'm here to talk wrestling, regardless everything. So. Man, WrestleMania season, WrestleMania 39, I can't believe that it's WrestleMania 39 and next year's WrestleMania 40. It feels like last year that it was WrestleMania 30. This, it's just, I only just realized the other day that it's WrestleMania 39. That shit is insane. Blows my mind. Oh man. Um, But yes, we are going to be talking about WrestleMania 39 in all its glory. But before we do that, I want to talk about something that is completely unrelated to WrestleMania, actually completely unrelated to WWE, and that's something that's going around right now on the uh, the wrestle feeds, and everyone's talking about it right now, and that is, of course, CM Punk, and the reason I want to talk about this is because there are some people listening to this show who are fans of this show that I know that absolutely adore CM Punk. And this person in particular, uh, I might just call him out since he's a proud CM Punk fan, Rob Hungy, uh, probably the biggest CM Punk fan I know, and, and good on him, good on him if that's your favorite, <laughs> congrats. Um, Rob has dealt with a lot of shit in regards to CM Punk, and the shit around CM Punk doesn't seem to be getting better. In fact, it seems to be getting worse. And it seems that CM Punk's digging uh, a bigger hole each time he jumps on Twitter. He's, um, yeah, he's basically just like Bear Margera. Just, I think these people need to stay off Twitter. Um, the reason I want to bring this up is because I want to put my two cents into, into the fold here. I, I've been pretty quiet about CM Punk, um, minus some teasing I do with Rob, but I've never actually spoken my true thoughts about CM Punk and and where I stand in all this. And for the most part, I um I am a CM Punk fan. I like him. I do. I think he's really good in the ring. I love his um promo skills. He's one of the better promos in all of professional wrestling. Um he has a cool look, he has a cool gimmick. I do like CM Punk. And I wish that there wasn't this stigma around him. I I wish that he would just chill. The thing is, I'm just a stupid little fan from fucking Sydney, Australia, who probably knows fucking nothing. 
And that's what a lot of people are talking about. I see a lot of people online going, CM Punk's a cancer, CM Punk's this, CM Punk's this. And maybe he is, you know, by all accounts, he is. But the thing is, we don't know that. And no one knows that unless you have worked with him, unless you are in the company, unless you really know everything that's happening. We can all speculate that he's an asshole to work with, that he's tough to work with, that he's a quote-unquote cancer for the company. We can all speculate that. But the thing is, I don't know if he is. Maybe CM Punk's been right this entire time. Maybe he just has the voice to stick up for himself. He always calls himself the voice of the voiceless. So maybe he's right. Who am I to say that CM Punk's wrong? The thing about CM Punk is, and this came out... um, this week, I think it was, uh, Dave Meltzer, who is a wrestling journalist, uh, probably the most well-known wrestling journalist out there, someone asked Dave Meltzer a question in regards to the Punk versus Moxley uh, feud, and the question was, why, um, why wasn't that feud advertised more? And, and we're talking, Jesus, when was that? September last year or something like that? I could be wrong. Fuck, it might have been July last year. I can't remember when it was. But it was last year sometime when we had the, the Punk, CM Punk versus John Moxley, where John Moxley was the interim champion and then beat um, CM Punk in basically a squash match. And then that led up to CM Punk versus Moxley at the pay-per-view with CM Punk getting better, training more, and getting ready for this fight, ultimately to to become, once again, the AEW champion, which then led off to the the press conference where CM Punk just went off the rails and told everyone to kiss his ass and all that. So someone asked Dave Meltzer the question, why wasn't it advertised longer? And this is what Dave Meltzer wrote, and I quote, Do you know why they didn't advertise Punk versus Moxley longer and why it had a short build? Because Punk agreed to it. Then AEW, so let me just clarify that. Punk agreed to the match. He agreed to the match, but then AEW got a legal letter saying he wasn't down with it and wasn't doing it and they didn't know if he'd come until Tony Khan put his foot down. There are a lot of nice things I can say about him, and you could absolutely argue his position on Moxley was correct, but you cannot argue he's willingly did. He cannot argue he willingly did what he asked in that scenario. So they're saying that CM Punk, Dave Meltzer, saying that CM Punk agreed to the squash match, and then after that, said no. Had a legal letter saying he wasn't doing it. That's, that's, that's red flag one, red flag one, CM Punk went to tweet his response, and I'm going to read what he said, because this is going around right now about, um, is CM Punk right, is CM Punk wrong, and and all all I keep seeing is CM Punk's just a bitch, this is what CM Punk said, and I quote, Sigh. I wasn't cleared to come back to wrestle yet. Then plan was to wrestle at the pay-per-view. I sat and listened to Moxley's Rocky 3 idea, which I haven't seen any of the the Rockies, so I apologize. I know what the plan was. Apparently, Rocky was beaten in a squash match, trained really hard, and then came back to defeat him. So, apparently, that's the idea that Moxley had. Um... So CM Punk listened to Moxley's Rocky 3 idea. He continues, I explained how I'd never seen a Rocky movie and thought the idea sucked, but if the boss wanted to do it, whatever. He said he wouldn't lose to me, which, okay, I call bullshit on that. CM Punk saying that Moxley wouldn't lose to him. Okay. I'd never experienced someone refusing to lose to me. I just laughed. I asked Tony if this was what he wanted. He said, yes, he's the boss. So I said, okay, but I need to be cleared first. They kept saying it could just be a squash, so I didn't need to be cleared. I scoffed at that. 
My health is more important. Dave Meltzer is a liar. Jericho is a liar and a stooge. I don't know where Jericho came in this conversation, but okay. There were plans, but plans always change. But I'll never put my company, I'll never put a company above my health ever again. So there are a few things that I agree with that. I, I agree that punk, yes, you should stand up for your health over a company. Um, at the same time, I have a really rough time believing punk in this statement. He said that, let me, let me just find it. Um, uh, where is it? He, he's the boss. So I said, okay, I'll do the match, but I needed to be clear first. They kept saying it could just be a squatch. So I needn't, didn't need to be cleared. I call bullshit on that. I don't believe that for a second. I don't think AEW is, firstly, in that, I don't think they could afford to have a court case like that by just forcing CM Punk to do it. Nor do I think AEW is that um, bad with their with their superstars, with their um, employees. I don't think that AEW... And I could be completely wrong. Once again, I'm just a dude sitting in his desk in in Sydney, Australia, talking shit. I could be completely wrong. But I don't think that AEW would have forced CM Punk to do this match if he wasn't um, cleared to compete yet. I honestly feel that CM Punk, and this has been tossed around so many times, is he a cancer to the company? Once again, I don't know. But if you look back at the history books, CM Punk had a, had a problem with WWE and all the people in WWE had a problem with. At that time, I was all for CM Punk. I thought, fuck WWE, they're treating this guy wrong. But then he comes to AEW and he's doing kind of the same thing. You really got to look at where the blame lies. Is it the company? Is it the other talents around him or is it himself? Is it CM Punk himself? Jericho has there's been rumors about what Jericho said uh, said what he's said about this Jericho really hasn't come out and said anything there is been rumors that he said that he doesn't want CM Punk in the company anymore at the same time Chris Jericho liked and retweeted a tweet from someone on Twitter saying that he would love to see Jericho versus CM Punk again in action Jericho retweeted that. So we, we don't really know where Jericho stands. Um, I don't know why Jericho has been brought up to this. I don't know why CM Punk is calling Jericho a liar and a stooge. I don't understand that. I don't know what Jericho's done in this story. But when you really look at it, you have going to WWE, you have Vince McMahon, you have Triple H, you have Bruce Pritchard, you had all these other people who were basically against CM Punk, um, John Cena as well. And then you go over to AEW, and then you have the Elite, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. Now you have Moxley. Now you have Jericho, apparently. And then Tony Khan. All these people are saying that CM Punk has been hard to work with. Who is really to blame here? Who is really the one to blame? With all that being said, John Moxley then had a few words to say he was on his wife's podcast, Renee Paquette's podcast, and was asked about what was said. And here is what he said, and I quote, Renee Paquette asked him, do you want to say anything about what's being said? And John Moxley said, and I quote, no, because nothing has unfolded. It's fucking annoying. Just because someone said some stupid shit on social media, like that's not news, but it is, and it ends up being a thing. John Moxley then went on to say a, a lot more elaborating his his stance on this, but basically said that he's over the petty bullshit. He doesn't want to be involved and <clears throat> that he bent over backwards for this dick, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but um, yeah, that's what he said. So I am all for John Moxley at the moment because he's done with this bullshit. He's done with all this bullshit, um, and I, and I agree, so am I, can't we just get over it, and get back to work, 
John Moxley also said, "I, as much as he loves AEW, I have never seen so much bullshit drama in one place in my entire fucking life. That's saying a lot. This is where Tony Khan really needs to get a hold on the company as a whole, put his foot down and say, that's enough. No more drama. I'm the boss. I have last say. No one else here. This is starting to feel like WCW all over again. And if you know what happened in WCW, well, you know what's going to happen with AEW. All in all, my stance on CM Punk is I'm really starting to feel like he's the problem here. I really am. And I'm sorry, Rob, and I'm sorry if that offends you or upsets you, but it just feels like he won't. he's all about himself, He, which is good. I, I get it. You need to be all about yourself at times, but at the same time, he feels like he's not the problem when everyone else can see that the problem is him. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. And I might be wrong. Once again, the third or fourth time I've said it, I'm just a dude sitting here at my desk in Sydney, Australia, talking bullshit. I don't know what's happening. This is my opinions. That's all it is. It's my fucking opinions. Whatever. Um, In saying that, I, I do want CM Punk to return. I do because the man is money. The man can put on good shit. I mean, you look back at MJF versus CM Punk. That was great. That was unreal. That feud was one of the fucking best feuds of the year. But if we're going to continue having this bullshit after bullshit after bullshit, then just cut him. Cut your losses. He came back for a bit. It was fun while it lasted. But now it's time to get back to work. Just get rid of him. Unless he can come and say, I apologize. This is how things are going to work. Let's work and cut the bullshit. Then just get rid of him. I'm done. Woo! I'm done talking about CM Punk. I just wanted to bring that up because it's big news right now and I wanted people to really understand the story because I never knew that there was more story than just what CM Punk said. I never knew Dave Meltzer said anything. I never knew that John Moxley said anything. So that's the story in a nutshell. I probably butchered it. I'm sorry. My voice was giving out a little bit while I was talking and uh, I apologize for that, but that's all been said and done. If you want to uh, give me your thoughts on CM Punk, please do comment and uh, send me your thoughts. I'm actually interested to hear it. So with that being said, people, it's time to talk about WrestleMania. We've got the WrestleMania predictions here. And uh, a few people have already sent in their predictions. And I thank you for that. Uh, If you have not sent in your predictions yet, do so. The cutoff time is, um, I believe... It's Saturday for for you guys in America, but here in Australia, it's Sunday for us. So once the pre-show starts, yes, the pre-show, once that starts, that's the end of the line, ladies and gentlemen. You can no longer send me your predictions in, so get them to me ASAP. If you don't know where they are, go on Facebook, go to Dummies of Wrestling. There you will see the scorecard. Fill it out. Send me a direct message. And, um, or even if you just want to post in comments, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll class that, but send them to me and you get to play this little game that we all like to play where you get to win a make-believe belt (laughs) that you don't get to hold, but I mean, you get to design it right now. Our current champion is Zach Davis. He's been champion for the past two events. Will he lose at mania? I, uh, I'm going to guarantee it. Because my votes are all that matters. So let's get to it, people. We have WrestleMania, WrestleMania time, and we have a lot of matches to get through. Now, I didn't include, and this one goes out to Don and Ellie. There was the Women's Showcase Tag Team match with uh, some people here and there. I didn't include it in the scorecard. And the reason being is because at the time I was making the scorecard, the match hadn't been finalized yet. And quite frankly... I don't give a fuck about this match. I don't care. I really don't. So I just decided to skip that match. We already have enough matches as there is. So I didn't really care for it. So with that being said, let's get into the predictions. So we're going to start off with night one. I don't know when these matches are happening besides this first one that I'm going to bring up. Um, So I'm just going to wing it and hopefully they, they, they go the best. But... We have, as as it's been stated on WWE.com, Austin Theory versus John Cena in a singles match for the United States Championship. 
this match, he's uh, been given the green light to go on first. So I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I mean that's said, that's been said before, and they didn't do it. But I'm just going to assume that that's what they're doing. This match is going to take place first, which probably is the case because I'm guessing John Cena might have to fly out and film something. So let's just get in there, get the match done, and John Cena you can go home. Whatever. Um, I'm a little excited for this match. I am. I I'm a John Cena fan, especially now that he he he's not all about the title. Back in like 2006, where it was just him and the title, him and the title, it got a little repetitive. And I know that they do that a lot over time, but um, now I think John Cena is definitely one of one of the best in his generation. He's definitely the best talker of of that time. Uh, he can go in the ring. I think he's definitely a uh, a guy to watch out for. You know what I'm saying? I think he has a pretty bright future ahead of him. No, but seriously, John Cena is great to watch in the ring. I, I think he's highly entertaining. And this match should be really good because I also think the same for Austin Theory. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I just said it. I am actually, I'm not going to sit there and say that I'm a massive fan of Austin Theory. I'm not. But compared to everyone else out there who gives Austin Theory shit for being boring, no real character, he can't go on the mic, he's boring in the ring. I, uh, I disagree with all of that. I still think at some aspects, he is still very green. Yes, I, I do agree with that. But he's only got the future. He's got all this time to prepare himself. He's only got time to get better, which I strongly believe he will be. And yeah, WWE is kind of pushing him as the next Cena or the next Randy Orton. And... I don't think that they should do that. I should let. I, th- I I honestly believe they should just let it come naturally, and time will tell. But with that being said, I do think that Austin Theory is the future. Is he going to be up there with Randy Orton or John Cena? Who, I, I mean, who am I to say? He could be. He very well could be. He could be a fourteen-time world champion when it's all said and done. Go back and watch when Randy Orton and John Cena first arrived. They were given the same fucking reaction. No one cared for John Cena. No one really cared about... The only reason Orton got a reaction is because he's a second gen... Or third... Third generation? His dad is Cowboy Bob Orton. You know, that's the only reason people knew of him. John Cena, the only reason that people cared about him when he came out is because of that match with uh, Kurt Angle. The ruthless aggression thing that he did. Beyond that, John Cena, when he first started, was boring as shit until he found his rap gimmick. Then people started getting onto him. If he didn't find that rap gimmick, he would have not been the superstar that he is today. Orton. Orton was boring as fuck until he hit Evolution. That's what made Orton. So, give... Austin Theory a chance, and I can really see them doing something with him. With that being said, I, I actually think that this is a really hard match to pick. I can see Theory winning at the same time. I can also see them giving Cena the belt and then having him, having him drop it at Raw the next night to an up-and-comer. I'm going to give it to Theory. I'm going to say that Theory wins. I am. Um, but once again, I'm not confident in saying that. I, I think that this could go either way. Uh, but I'm going to give it to Theory. I'm going to say that Theory goes over on John Cena. And this is the match that gives Theory the rub that he needs. Does Cena get a specific entrance? Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I'll, I'll be really disappointed if he doesn't. And if there are no specific matches in this pay-per-view. But either way, I think that this is going to be a great match. I'm excited for it. This is one of the matches on the card that I am pumped to see. Theory versus Cena. I think it's going to be fun either way. But I've got Theory winning and Cena does get a special entrance. Let's jump on to the women here. And we've got a few women's matches. I think there's there's four all up, but we're not counting the tag team match. But we'll start with Trish Stratus, Lita and Becky Lynch versus Damage Katarl. 
uh, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky in a six-woman tag team match. This one is another one that's hard to predict, but I think I've got the correct winners here. Um, I, I'm choosing Trish, Leader and Becky to, to win. And the reason being is I, I think... I, I think that Damage Control, Damage Kataro, end at Mania. I think this is it for them. And the reason being is because they, they really haven't done much with them. They really haven't done much with them. And it's disappointing because when they came out at SummerSlam, I think it was SummerSlam, or it could have been Survivor Series. No, SummerSlam. Uh, when they came out, this was like the start of the Triple H era. This was the first change that he he did to make the women look great. And unfortunately, besides giving them a tag team title uh, championship, he did really nothing with the with the group. They could have been this whole this whole NWO type group, but they really did nothing. And it's sad to see, but I think that yes. Io Sky is going to turn on Bailey. Maybe not hit her, but walk out on her. So does anyone turn on their team? I said yes. And if yes, then who? I think Io Sky over Bailey. I mean it could be both Io and Dakota Kai. Walk out on Bailey. But either way, I, I think that they turn on her. And there's been a lot of rumors that Trish is the one turning heel on Becky. Because that's the rumored match for SummerSlam is Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. And I mean, they could still do that. I just don't see Trish turning on Becky at WrestleMania. I, I think that could be a closer to SummerSlam type thing. At the moment, I don't see it happening. I do see Trish turning heel on Becky, which could be a interesting thing because Trish hasn't been heel for a number of years, a lot of years, I think, Jesus, when were the last, was it WrestleMania where it was Christian and Chris Jericho fighting over, over the girls, where, where Trish turned on Jericho to form with Christian, I think that was the last time that Trish turned heel, I could be wrong, but I don't see that, I don't see Trish turning heel at WrestleMania, in fact, I see this the destruction of Damage Kataro with Eosky turning on Bailey. So, I mean, either way, it's going to be it's, a, it's going to be an entertaining match. Am I excited for it? Not really. Not really. Um, it's not one of the matches that I'm pumped for. It's not the least match on the card that I'm pumped for. I'm not going to be sitting on my phone while watching it or anything like that. But compared to John Cena versus Austin Theory, the match we said before, I feel that this is a little less... So I've got Trish, Lita, and Becky winning this. And does anyone turn on their team? Yes. If yes, then who? EO over Bailey. That's my predictions right there. So we go from the six-woman tag team match to another match that, honestly, this is probably the match I'm most excited about on paper because I feel that this will be the best match on the card of the two nights. We've got Seth freaking Rollins, all right, <laughs> versus Logan Paul in a singles match. Now, we've seen the ability that Logan Paul has. We've seen the ability that Seth Rollins has. I think that this is going to be a money match. This is going to be a crazy, crazy great match with high flying, all different counter moves. I, I can honestly sit here and say this match is going to be great. I strongly, strongly predict that. The build-up to this match, while predictable, I think it was entertaining. I did like it. We all knew that Seth Rollins was going to verse um, Logan Paul. I honestly, when it all started, I wanted Ricochet versus Logan Paul after their stunt at the Royal Rumble. But Ricochet does not have the name value that a, uh, Seth Rollins does. So I'm all right with Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. I think either way, it's going to be a great match. They're going to do some crazy things. I mean, go back and look at Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. That match was insane. It was great. And I think that this match is going to be just as great. Now, 
This one, it was another hard one to pick because I could see it going either way. But I'm going with Seth Rollins. I'm going with Seth Rollins. The reason being is because apparently after WrestleMania 39, Logan Paul's contract has come to an end. Sure, he could re-sign. He could do that and he probably will. But what if he doesn't? There's a chance that he doesn't and he's done with WWE. A chance. So with that being said, I'm taking Seth Rollins to win this. I honestly believe that the win, a win, uh, uh, Seth Rollins win means more than a Logan Paul win. But at the same time, Logan Paul lost his last match to Roman Reigns. So it's really hard to pick a winner here because you can see it going either way. I'm sticking with Seth Rollins here. Um, does Jake Paul come out? Yes. Yes, I believe Jake Paul comes out. And that could mean anything. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be during the match. He could come out with him during during his entrance. Do we see Jake Paul? Yes. I, I do think we do. So, either way, this is going to be a great match. I'm pumped for it. Probably the best match on the card that I'm pumped for. I highly, highly anticipated for this match. Let's get back with the women to... We'll go with the one that... Probably the match out of the whole card that I'm not looking forward to the most. And that is Bianca Belair versus Oscar for a singles match at the Raw Women's Championship. And this is another one that's really hard to pick. Really hard to pick. Um, this build-up has pretty much been non-existent. There's been no build-up to this match whatsoever. And I know that there's a certain someone that lives in Waterdown, Ontario, Canada, that right now is probably laughing because I need story in wrestling. Yeah, I apologize. But I do. I need something juicy to snack on while this match is taking place. You know, you claim that you don't need story. You just need two great competitors showing their skills. I'm sorry. That's fine for a Raw match or a SmackDown match, but when you've got WrestleMania-worthy match for the title, give me something, man. Fucking something. This build... Sorry. This build to this match has really done nothing to interest me. On top of that, look, man, I am not a Bianca Belair fan for the most part. I think her in-ring ability... I say this every time. Her in-ring ability is, is great, but she's just boring. Her character is boring. I don't care anymore. So, oh man. Uh, this was a hard one to pick, man. A hard one to pick. But because of the build-up to this match, I think that Bianca Belair is going to retain and that this is going to continue. This feud is going to continue at a later date where Oscar will eventually win. At WrestleMania right now, I'm picking Bianca Belair to retain the championship. And I think that she wins with a pin on this match. Let's talk about the greatest match in all of WrestleMania history that's happening this weekend. The greatest match in the mind of Vince McMahon. Brock Lesnar versus Omos. When this match was rumored, I thought this was a complete joke. I'm like, there's no way in fucking hell that this match is being made. Brock Lesnar, one of your star superstars. One of the biggest paid athletes on the roster. You're going to have him go up against Omos. A dude who has less ability than the great Carly. That is saying something. If you have less ability than the great Carly, you should not be getting... WWE money. I'm sorry. I've heard, I've seen some people say, uh, at least almost is better than the great Carly. I disagree. At least great Carly had a somewhat gimmick to him or had a look to him. Almost all he has going for him is he's big and he has MVP. That's it. That's it. I mean, I'm glad they, I'm glad he has MVP because the dude can't talk. And when he does talk, you can't understand him because his, his voice is so deep. But, when this match was announced, holy shit! I I I thought for a I thought for sure that this was just them teasing us, and that Brock's real opponent was going to come out. You know, 
it's it's such a fucking shame, man. It's such a shame that Bobby Lashley is now has gone from wrestling Bray Wyatt to now being on the Andre the Giant Battle Royal match. And we're getting almost on the WrestleMania card. That is the biggest kick in the dick for Bobby Lashley. I would rather watch Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar again, nine times out of ten over almost, almost, and Brock Lesnar. This match is going to be horrible. I can guarantee it. It's going to be bad. But at the same time, I'm a little excited for it because I want to see how bad it can be. Is it going to be Goldberg versus Undertaker bad? No. But at the same time, it very well could be. It very well could be. This could be a fucking train wreck. And I'm going to be glued to the TV while it's happening. So, who wins this match in my opinion? I, I say Brock. I think Brock's winning this match. I I can basically lock that in and bet all my money that Brock Lesnar is winning. In fact, why don't we go to the betting odds? Because yes, here in Australia, we do allow bets on wrestling. And let's see the odds for WrestleMania with this um, with this match here in particular. I, I'm just, give me a second. I'm going to it. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Almas. There we go. Brock Lesnar's paying a dollar twenty to win, while Almas is paying four dollars. So for the people that don't understand how betting works, basically, for every dollar you bet that Brock Lesnar will win, if Brock does win, you win twenty cents. For every dollar you bet. For almost to win, and he does win, you win $4. So the odds are pretty high. The odds are pretty high for Brock Lesnar to walk away with this with this match. Uh, I don't think there's anyone that's going to be choosing almost to win. And if you do, you're just hoping for a miracle. Um, does this match last longer than three minutes? I say yes. I say it does last longer than three minutes. Uh, does almost botch at all? Does he mess up? Does he fuck up? You know, the whole chant, you fucked up. Yes, I believe that almost will fuck up, which is a sad thing to say. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe because we haven't really seen him wrestle a full match for a while. Um, well, I mean, I don't watch Raw or SmackDown, so that doesn't mean anything, but maybe he's been training hard. Maybe he's been doing the whole, whole Hulk Hogan and, uh, eating his vitamins and saying his prayers. Maybe he's been doing all that, and maybe he'll come out doing fucking acai moonsaults or something, which would I, I would pay big money to see Almost do a moonsault. But I don't think that's the case. I think Almost is going to botch this. I think this is going to be fucking entertaining in the worst way possible. But who knows? I've been wrong before. So I got Brock winning. The match does last longer than three minutes, and Almost does botch. Oh, man. All right. <clears throat> we have Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for a singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Talk about bad booking for women's matches. This this is much like the Oscar versus Bailey. Ah, uh, sorry, Oscar versus Belair match, where there's no story, there's been nothing set up, this is just another match just for titles. Another match that I don't I don't care about. I really don't give a shit about this match. I don't. I want Rhea Ripley to win. I do want Rhea Ripley to win. Who do I think's gonna win? I've got Rhea Ripley to win this match. Pin submission or other, I've got pin here. I don't I, I honestly feel that Charlotte needs to leave for a long time. We need to miss Charlotte again. Maybe Charlotte should do what her daddy did and swap swap companies for a while. Move over to AEW. Go to New Japan Wrestling. Go somewhere else. Let Charlotte get dull. I mean, sorry, not dull. She already is dull. Let Charlotte be missed because 
right now, she's really done nothing that's been interesting. I mean, Charlotte Flair has the like the most championship wins out of any women superstar. But can you honestly tell me a decent championship run? Can you even remember a Charlotte championship run? Any of them that was that was memorable. Are any of them memorable? Uh, no, none. None of them are memorable. I, I'm sorry, but I don't think that any of Charlotte Flair's reigns as champ have been memorable. Hit me up and tell me I'm wrong. I, I beg you. I beg you. Which is sad because she's been she's appeared in some of the the firsts for women's. She was in the first women's hell in a cell, for for God's sake. So I don't know. None of her title reigns has been memorable memorable to me. She is insanely good in the ring. But she's just boring to me. I'm just over Charlotte Flair. That's just me. I got Rhea Ripley winning uh, with a pin. All right. The Intercontinental Championship. Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. This is going to be a great match. I can tell you already. If you thought that Sheamus versus Gunther at Clash of the Castle was a good match, this one, I think, is going to be better. I hope it's going to be better. You've got these three fucking gladiators in the ring at the one time. Three beastly men who are all massive, who can all deal a great deal of damage. Battling it out for probably the most prestigious prize in WWE, the Intercontinental Championship. And I say that knowing full well that we've got a world title match at the end of this card. Um, this is another one, this is another hard one to, to pick because Gunther could retain here. Drew could, he could win. But I've got actually, I've actually got Sheamus winning this. I think that this is Sheamus's time. I think this is a good time for Gunther to lose the title and go in a different direction with things. And this is a perfect, perfect match for Gunther to lose because he doesn't need to be pinned to lose the match. So obviously, I've got Sheamus pinning Drew for the IC title, which will then lead to Sheamus versus Drew, which honestly, I don't really want because I was really liking the pair of Sheamus and Drew together. I was, but I think that's the direction that they're going. Um, do we have interference? I say no. I don't think there's any interference coming into this match. If so, obviously it's going to be um, Gunther's lackeys, but I think that this match is going to be the three men for the, for the majority of the time kicking the shit out of each other. And I'm going to be loving it. So I've got Sheamus winning the IC title on this match. Let's get into another hard-hitting match. Holy shit, we've got a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania. Edge versus Finn Balor. Yeah. Uh, I, okay. When this match was made, when Edge... When Edge gave the gave the um the challenge to Finn Balor, when he gave the challenge to Finn Balor, I knew it was happening because all the rumors stated that Hell in a Cell was happening at WrestleMania. The thing is, I because uh, it wasn't in concrete yet, I was just done with this rivalry. The whole Judgment Day Edge rivalry, I was just I uh, shut up. Can we get over it already? Now that they've put the Hell in a Cell in concrete, it's there, they're doing it. And with all the rumors regarding this match, I, um, I'm i a little excited for this match. I, I am. I'm a little excited for this match. I think it's going to be crazy fun. And with two superstars such as Edge and Finn Balor, I think that this is going to be a great match. It's going to have some cool spots in it. I would love to see blood in this because this is a feud that you could use blood for. You really could. 
Will they use blood? Probably not. Probably not. Actually, no, they won't. I, I yeah, I, uh, I, I will put money on it and say that they won't use blood. But this would be a match that definitely could deserve blood. Um, who do I have winning here? Another hard one. Another hard one. This is what's great about this Mania season. I will say that is there are a lot of matches there that I uh, I'm, I'm having difficulty picking a winner here. But I've got Finn Balor winning this. I got Finn winning this match. Does Finn bring out the demon? Yes. He hinted at it at Raw. I think it's basically in concrete that it's going to happen. The demon is coming out with Finn Balor. Which, about fucking time, man. How long's it been since we've seen the demon? Does anyone go off the top of the cell? No. No, I would love it if they did. I would absolutely love it. I don't see it happening, though. I really don't. Uh, not for not for these two superstars. Edge is too old. Finn Balor is accident-prone. I don't see it happening from either of them. But who knows? And when I say top, I mean actual top. Not the side. I mean the top. So no, it doesn't happen. Either way, this match is going to be great. There are heavy rumors right now regarding this match about Edge bringing back the Brood. The Brood, who we haven't seen, fuck, since 97 or something? And him bringing back the Brood, meaning Gangrel. And there's also been reports of Christian as well. They're stating that Tony Khan has let Christian appear on WrestleMania for one night only in The Brood. I um, I think Gangrel is, is, is pretty much a possibility. I do. Christian, on the other hand, is, is hard to pick. It's really hard to pick. I would love to see Christian come out with The Brood. I would love that. But will it happen? I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. But that would be cool. Have the Judgment Day taking on the Brood while Edge and Finn are battling. I think that's going to be great. I'm pumped as for this match now. So I got Finn winning with the Demon and no off the top sell. The next match I'm going to talk about is the a match that I think or I believe should main event night one of WrestleMania. And that is the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Tag team match for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. This is the one that should main event WrestleMania. Night one, have Roman Cody, night two. Um, to all those people out there saying, no, it should be Rhea Charlotte main eventing night one. No, no, it shouldn't. And just because Rhea won the Royal Rumble doesn't mean she needs to main event WrestleMania. I'm sorry, her, her lead up, her road to WrestleMania has been absolute shit. It doesn't deserve the spotlight picture. The story here is Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens defeating the Usos. That's the story. That should be the one to finish off night one of WrestleMania. Will it happen? Only God can tell. This is a story that has just hit on all cylinders. It's been fucking fantastic. From start to finish, probably the best story in all of pro wrestling at the moment. The Bloodline versus Sammy and Kevin Owens. The whole lead up has been great from Sammy being in the Bloodline to not being in the Bloodline to them finding uh, finding out that Kevin Owens is now teaming with, with Sammy. All this stuff. It's been great. It's going to get better. At WrestleMania, even though it's predictable, even though it's predictable that um, Sammy and Kevin will beat the Usos, it's still going to be a great moment. It will. It will be a great match. It will be a great moment. I'm going to pop hard when it does happen, but I've got Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn winning the tag champions, tag team championships off the Usos. Will there be interference? Hell yes. I think that will be. And who pins who? I'm going Sami Zayn over Jey Uso. I think that makes the most sense. And 
hopefully that's the way they go. So either way, I think this is the match that should end the night, but we'll see where it goes. Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. This is a story that actually, at first, I was like, uh, I could care less about, but now I'm I'm all in. I'm all in because this story actually went somewhere and it's gotten personal, obviously. Uh, it's gotten really interesting. And that's crazy to think I'm saying that, that Dominic Mysterio has actually been doing really good work lately. I'm kind of digging his promo work lately. He's not there yet, I will say that, but I can see that he's growing and he's uh, he's coming better developed with his promos. This is see, this is a hard one to what hard one to pick as well. Another match that I can see going in both ways. Is this going to be Sam um, Ray's retirement match? I say no. I say no. There's been a rumor that came out that Rey Mysterio said he's going to retire at the age of 50, which is next December, December 2024, when he will turn 50. I thought Rey Mysterio was older than that, to be perfectly honest. He's only 48 right now, so, yeah. Um, But yeah, I can see him continuing after this. Who knows, Even maybe even teaming up with his son in future. Um, but I've got Dominic winning this match here. Does Ray's wife get involved? I say yes. I say yes. In some way, shape, or form, even if she's sitting behind, uh, in the crowd and slaps him, it's still classes. I think she gets involved somehow. Uh, it's funny, man. This match is a match that I'm now really excited for on WrestleMania. I did not think I would be. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been a Rey Mysterio fan since fucking 96. So let's just, let's see where he goes from here. Hopefully he's got a couple more years left because I, I really do enjoy Mysterio. We've got two more matches left, guys. The WrestleMania Showcase Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match. <laughs> Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus the Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders. Who wins? I got the Street Profits winning this. Do you care? Yes or no? There is a correct answer and it's worth five points. I know what the correct answer is. And to those people who have sent me uh, their predictions, I'm sure that you do too. Do you care? No, I don't care about this. The match card is already too long. Why are we dealing with this? Just to get people on the card? Who cares? Who cares? Not everyone needs a fucking place on these cards. I get it. It's a big payday. Just share it equally. Fuck me. I I, I hope this is on the pre-show. I really do. All right. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen, down to the big one. The main event. Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. A single match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship match. Boom. This is a match that I feel that everyone can see where it's going. But I'm here to tell you that, no, I don't think you do. I feel that Roman Reigns is going to win this match. And the reason being is because Cody's not ready. Cody is not ready. Now, you've all probably heard my thoughts on Cody Rhodes before. I still see Cody as a mid-carder. And as much as you want to argue that and tell me I'm wrong, nothing will change until he really gets to bake more. I honestly don't believe that Cody is the one to dethrone Roman Reigns yet. Yet. Keyword. Underline yet. I think a lot of people are saying that Cody deserves this. No, he doesn't. He does not. Cody Rhodes does not deserve to dethrone Roman Reigns. Why do you think that Cody Rhodes deserves to win this match? Why? He's been out longer than he's been in. He's done really... Okay, you can say he won the Rumble. He came out last and eliminated, what, one person? That's not earning it. He didn't beat 31 people. 
Fucking, that should have been Gunther. Gunther should have won the the Royal Rumble. Honest opinion. He should be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. I think that that should be the match there. But I don't think that Cody is going to dethrone Roman. And I hope he isn't. I really don't. I don't want Cody Rhodes to walk out with a championship. Besides being the son of the son of a plumber, besides being Dusty Rhodes' son, Cody Rhodes really has no reason to go for the title. The whole story about he's going to be the one to uh, bring the family legacy. It's just there. Shut up. I don't care what you want to talk about, Cody Rhodes. I honestly don't believe that Cody Rhodes is walking out with the championship. I'm picking Roman Reigns to win this. The reason being is because they hinted, or they said actually on SmackDown, that come May, Roman Reigns will be champion for a thousand days. Are you just going to give that up when you're so close to the finish line? What I think is going to happen, this is what I predict is going to happen. May, hey, <laughs> I'm 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 putting I'm doing what I always do. I'm putting way too much thought into this, and Cody Rhodes is going to end up beating Roman Reigns and, and being champion. But what I think will happen, or could happen, or should happen, because this is a much better story, have Roman Reigns defeat Cody Rhodes, have him defeat Cody Rhodes, and then at SummerSlam, let Cody beat Roman. Once he's marinated some more, once he's, once he's baked in the oven a bit more, give him a bigger story because he's pushed to dethroning the longest champion we've had since fucking the 80s. I don't feel like this is the story where Roman just gives up his title. I don't. I do not. And I think it's wrong if Roman Reigns loses this championship with this build-up. This is a monumental-sized championship reign that should have the biggest story going in. Now, if this was Sammy, Sammy Zayn versus Roman Reigns for the championship, I'd be there with a the lot of you saying, put the fucking title on Sammy. Because that was a story that built up to this perfect ending, and you could have had Sammy being the one to dethrone Roman. Is it believable? Hell no. No, no one believes that Sammy is going to beat Roman. But at the same time, you look on it, Roman Reigns could slap Cody Rhodes all around that ring. I'm picking Roman Reigns to walk away with the title at WrestleMania. And I know everyone out there is against me on that. And when it does happen, I'm going to be sitting here snickering and laughing at you all while I hold my precious dummies of wrestling championship. Roman Reigns is holding that goddamn title up after WrestleMania. He's going to hold it up proudly and we're all going to acknowledge him. How many interference? How many interfere in this match? I picked five. I think besides Heyman, I didn't pick Heyman. I picked the Bloodline, the Usos, Solo and Sammy and Kevin Owens. I think they all have a piece in this match. That leads to a whole outside-the-ring scenario. I've got five people interfering. But I've got Roman Reigns retaining that title and taking it home to become champion for a 1,000 days come May. That's what I've got. WWE, go ahead. Do something fucking dumb. Give the title to Cody. And then you know exactly what he's going to do. I, if you give the title to Cody, I know exactly what he's going to do. He's going <clears> to <throat> he's going to come on to Raw. He's going to be the first thing on the Raw after Mania. He's going to come out. He's going to hold the title. He's going to put it down on the ground. And he's going to get on the microphone and go, Well, what do you want to talk about? Shut the fuck up. I hate when he does that. I hate when he says, What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about you leaving professional wrestling for good. Roman fucking Roman Reigns. Fucking Roman Reigns better win this match, I swear to God. I can't stand Cody Rhodes. That is what I've picked. Now for some bonus questions, and I'm just going to power through this because my voice is giving up so hard right now. I'm sure you can hear, you'll hear it. Surprises. 
Two points for each surprise you get correct, but only three picks per person. I have got Stone Cold, Randy Orton, and Gangrel. Closing shot of Mania Night 1. I've picked Sammy and Owens holding the tag team titles up. Closing shot of Mania Night 2. Roman standing there still with the titles. Boom. Mic drop. That is a mic drop that's worth listening to and coming back and listening to once Mania is done. And then you can all stand there and say, wow, Tim was right. He truly is the leader of the dummies of wrestling. Not Zach Davis. No, Zach, your title's going down, boy. It's about time that the people get the real Davis, the proper Davis, the better Davis. I'm coming for your title, boy. At the same time, if you're listening right now, you can also go for the Dummies of Wrestling Championship. All you have to do is fill out a scorecard and send it to me, and then you will be in the running to become the Dummies of Wrestling Champion. Guys, I can't continue anymore. My voice is fucking crackling and sounding horrible. I've got to leave. But I'm going to leave you with one of the coolest theme songs of all time in wrestling. One of my favorite theme songs. And I'm playing it just in case that The Brood is just a rumor and not actually happening. Here it is. The Brood theme in all its glory. It's fucking great. Love this theme. And I will catch you on episode 42 when we discuss WrestleMania in its full glory. Sweet to me. Damn!